I know just a tiny bit of Spanish, but I know how helpless I can feel when I'm in a situation where everybody knows the language <laughs> and I don't. And just to put yourself in that context can be so helpful. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, welcome to the Soundless Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. Hola, bienvenidos al podcast Sonido Más Doctrina. Mi nombre es David Zimmer. And my name is Bob Coughlin. Y mi nombre es Bob Coughlin. And my name, oh wait, y mi nombre es Fabricio Rodolfo. <laughs> and my name is Fabricio Rodolfo. For our last episode of season four, we thought we'd do the whole thing bilingual. Yep. What do you think, guys? That sounds great. That's a horrible idea. Excelente. <laughs> but we, are, we, are, we have as our special guest today, Fabricio Rodolfo, who is the intern for media and Spanish resources for Sovereign Grace Music. Woo! Fabricio, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. Great to have you. Well, we, thank you. We are going to address the topic of how do I lead a bilingual service. And as David and I were talking about this earlier, we thought... Maybe it would be good to have someone who's like bilingual <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, that's a great. Well, now I mean, the, you you are a little bilingual. Oh, I am. How you, oh, absolutely. How you oh, lead and you've led songs and read scriptures. I can lead songs in Spanish. He can I sing. Can yep. Read some of the Bible in Spanish. Yes, but we are very excited to have Fabrizio mm -hmm. on today. Um, we are. We and also we want to share with the, you who are watching or listening what we are doing with Spanish resources. It, mm. We are in such an exciting yeah. time. It is. Uh, yeah. And so we wanted to talk about that today too. Yeah, I think I've shared on the podcast that if you go to YouTube and look at the top 20 Sovereign Grace Music videos, 14 of them are in Spanish. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so, we, so awesome. we have just recorded a new Spanish. Why don't we just jump in? We've just recorded yeah. a new Spanish album. Yeah, 12, 12 translations. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, with our friends, Jonathan and Sarah Harris. Yes. Dear which, friends. Dear friends. Uh, and they just brought so much um, yeah. to the album, not, just not, not only in the translations, uh, but just in the musicality yep. and their yep. skills mm -hmm. and gifts. And uh, it was so wonderful to, to record that with them. That We just mm -hmm. filmed it. Now we're editing it. Yep. So we're looking for that Lord willing to be out um, in August, later in August, yeah, a couple, August. yeah, a couple yeah. songs. We're gonna slowly kind of put yeah. it out if we can. Yeah. But oh, so many awesome things happening. It is. Um, so today we are uh, answering a question. And again, if you mm -hmm. want to send in a question, uh, Sound Plus, spelled out Sound Plus Doctrine at SovereignGrace.com. Love to get your questions. Here's one sent in by John. He says, uh, "How do I prepare to lead worship for a multilingual congregation?" Mm. Our church is situated in a community where roughly half the population is Spanish-speaking. We're, we're probably going to talk a lot about multilingual, bilingual Spanish services, but this could apply to other languages mm -hmm. as well. We have a desire to be a church who can reach the Spanish-speaking community, but as a worship leader, I'm trying to figure out where to start. We haven't made any intentional steps toward this yet, but it's something I want to be prepared for when it happens. Can you help me think through how I might incorporate music for a multilingual congregation that would help them sing, speaking to one another and to the Lord? Mm. Great question. And I want to start out by saying this is just a, a beautiful picture of what heaven is going to be like. 
I mean, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we have this this picture spelled out for us that John spells out for us in Revelation 7, verse 9. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice. Hmm. Now, we don't know what language they were using because <laughs> it says it's from, from every language, from, from all languages. But they're crying out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Hmm. And I mean, in Revelation 5, we... We see, uh, you know, the, that Jesus died to redeem, ransom people for God, uh, chapter 5, verse 9, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And, and I know as an English speaker, I, I have a great tendency to think that, you know, when we get in the new heavens and new earth, we're going to be speaking English. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just... And, and so multilingual services... Are kind of this foretaste, this this reminder that God doesn't He speaks our language, but He doesn't speak only our language. Yep. Mm. You know, and actually, for me, I haven't. You know, you in Sovereign Grace, and I've, you've been in the church for six, seven, seven years, eight years, seven years, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and just and other you know friends I have who who are multilingual. It it's just a constant reminder that yeah, God doesn't just speak English. Hmm. It's, it's not like there's English and then there's all the other languages. Right. No, th- and the Bible doesn't say that, you know. Right. It, it doesn't say, you know, Aramaic and all the, or Greek and all the other languages. It's, it's right. Hebrew and all the other, it doesn't say that, it just says all languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a biblical justification for I mean, just thinking about this issue. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you might be in a rural church that, you know, mm-hmm. nobody in your town speaks two languages. Yeah. And you, you shouldn't feel pressure to start mm-hmm. making something happen. Mm-hmm. But for many of us, we're, we're in situations where there are people who speak different languages, not only in our community, mm-hmm. but in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Bizo, you... You grew up in Juarez, Mexico. Yes. So you you grew up in a Spanish context. Yes. So I'd just like to know, starting out, you know, how but you're fully bilingual. I am. How do you how do you think about this? Like even just the topic. Before we get into the details, the yeah. specifics of like how do we move in that direction? Yeah. What is that what is that for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's funny you asked me that because I feel like I'm in a weird position because I was raised in a fully Spanish-speaking context, in a fully Spanish-speaking church, and yet we were in a border town, so... Yeah, right across the river from El Paso. From El Paso, Texas. So a lot of people speak English, and there's a lot of influence from American culture. So I feel like I can't quite speak for most people's experience Mm -hmm. because it's a very unique place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think that there is a lot of there's a great gift in coming to a church in the in the United States where a lot if a lot of the people are Hispanic, you're able to sing in your own language. Mm-hmm. There's just something that resonates yeah. differently yes. uh, than when you're singing in English. I love singing in English, but I I'm a, I'm a 
I'm a little bit of an odd one in that sense that I love the language. I love both languages. Yeah. So I equally enjoy them both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people who don't necessarily feel comfortable speaking it or right. or talking to other people or right. singing in it even. Um, <clears throat> it can be a little bit of a of a barrier in mm -hmm. in really engaging. Uh, with the singing yes. on Sunday mornings. Yes. So there is a good reason, especially like John is asking, we half the population is Spanish speaking. Mm -hmm. There's a good reason to, in your service, to, to start saying, hey, we know you, we're aware of right. you. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we, we've uh, you know, had different experiences. Um, we was part of a big church, we had people from many nationalities. One of the simplest things we did, and I've done this at different conferences, is We'll just have a scripture read mm. in different languages. Yeah. So sometimes five languages, sometimes two. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've uh, here at Southern Grace Church of Louisville, we've had both uh, a lot of Chinese mm -hmm. and Hispanic speakers. Mm. And at different times, we've we've had a scripture read in you know in English and then the other language. Just mm -hmm. that simple gesture. Yeah. It's profound. Well, it it does because yeah. I think you've. Um, you, I don't know if you t said the word, but the heart language. You know, we have yeah, heart language. Right, right. So if you're bilingual, so what would you say your heart language? I would say it's still Spanish. Okay, just okay. because I spoke it from age, I guess whenever I started yeah, talking at yeah. age two, I guess, yeah. Yeah. up until eighteen, nineteen. Right. That was all I spoke. Really, I knew English from school, but it wasn't really my just the way I thought, the way I dreamed, the way I, yeah, you know, yes, interacted with people. Um, Everything about me was just in Spanish. Yes. It wasn't until I came here and a few a year or so after it kind of switched. Yes, but, yes. But yeah, I would say it's still it's still my heart language. Which is mm -hmm. different. Uh, we were talking when we were filming the um, videos for NT Esperamos. Um, Sarah Jerez mm -hmm. was saying that she grew up in, was it Miami? Some, I think she grew up in Florida. Mm -hmm. But she's, you know, she's Hispanic. Mm -hmm. But she would say her heart language is more English, yep. <laughs> which you would never guess. Yeah, and that sometimes I, they write songs in English and they yeah, 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 translate yeah. them to Spanish. I yeah. know, especially hearing her sing with so much oh. passion oh. and clarity. And it's, it's you'd think, I mean, because she believes the truth. Yes. Yes. Not just yes. the language That's she's right. speaking. That's right. exactly right. She sees even beyond the language right. too. Yes. What is this saying? Yes. And I found that as, as I've led more in Spanish, and I understand more, this is what this means. I, there can be that emotional mm -hmm. impact of, oh, this is, you know, and mm -hmm. Señor, mm -hmm. Lord, yeah. it's like, right. I mean that. Misericordia. Me, oh, oh, and... Um, cordero. Cordero. Uh, uh, el Cordero, what's the, the slang? Yeah. Inmolado. inmolado. In, mm -hmm. I just that word, inmolado, wow. is, is slain. Mm -hmm. It's wow. just... Yeah, it just says it better than English, but <laughs> English is my heart language, yes. in case anybody's wondering. Yes. <laughs> um, no, so you, you could just uh, start with scripture readings. Mm -hmm. You could start, you could have prayer. Yeah. You know, where someone prays in their native tongue. I remember one time I was at a conference and I heard someone speak in, uh, pray in Chinese. This is in the mid-90s. And I had no idea what he was saying, but I started because he was so passionate. He was praying for his country. Mm -hmm. The gospel would advance in China. Oh. And and you just, you know, you're you're praying the things that I would pray, wow. but you're praying in the language. I don't understand. But God understands. Yes. Oh, God's a lot bigger than I think he is. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've had people say that when we sing songs in another language, usually yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Um, 
they're just, they're just so effective. I don't know yeah. what we're singing, yeah. but man. Yeah. And I think it is that realization that God's not an English speaker. Mm. Yeah. He's much yep. bigger yeah. than we think he yep. is. He's working outside of our context. <laughs> Just we know that. a little bit. But to be reminded <laughs> of it in those tiny ways yeah. are really profound. Yes. Mm. We uh, at different times have had um, you know, a good number of Chinese uh, here in the Sovereign Church of Louisville. And then other times Hispanics. Mm-hmm. So during those seasons, yep. when we used to have a bulletin, because yes. in COVID we don't have right. since COVID we right. haven't used a bulletin anymore. Yeah. But we would print the order of the service mm-hmm. in that language yep. on the back. And again, just saying, we know you're here. Right. Yeah. So the, I mean, those are some simple ways that mm-hmm. you can. Can you think of any others? I mean, even featuring just people from other with other who speak other languages in different public roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can be we saying that. Yeah. Yeah, there there can be ways of, you know, sharing your testimony um, oh, that right. creates yeah. an opportunity for something bilingual to happen, you know, if yeah. you have mm-hmm. um, a, a couple or a, one spouse is bilingual and the other yeah. one speaks, you know, their heart language. Yes, we've done that. Yeah. yeah. Can, they can share their testimony so you're hearing it yeah. in a language you don't understand but someone's translating it for you. Yes. Even that experience just is connecting a face and a person to that culture and to that language mm. that you can go, wow, I'm exposed to this. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's beautiful to see the, where the, how the Lord has brought every tribe and tongue. Yes, and yes, yes. So, yeah. so the, the bottom line, as always with a lot of these things, is edification mm. for the glory of Christ, for, you know, building up the church for the glory of Christ. So, th- right. so that's... You know, when we're starting to ask these questions about, well, how would I lead a bilingual service? It's not just that we're being creative. Right. It, it, you know, it's, it's not just that we're doing something new, something different. Yes. Or, or being diverse for the sake of being diverse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because as my son, Devin, has pointed out so often, mm-hmm. the, the point of Revelation 5, Revelation 7 is not that it's diverse. Mm-hmm. The point is they have the same focus. Yes. You know, in Revelation 5, it's that Jesus re- ransomed a people for God mm-hmm. from every, you know, it's his work. And their focus is the lamb who was slain. Revelation mm-hmm. 7, salvation belongs to the Lord, to, to God. And it's the focus. We're together diversely because we have the same focus. Right. Yes. So, so that's got to be a key mm-hmm. in what we're doing. We're not just, yeah, all those things we just said. So what kinds of things should we consider? Here's one. <laughs> Don't just uh, do a lot of songs in another language. Yeah. Because you're wanting people to come. The people who are there aren't going to understand it. Right. right. And there's not going to be anybody there who does understand it. Right. So it's right. kind of right. like, hey, look, we could do yeah. a song in another language. Right. right. Um, so it was for Bizet, you, I've led bilingual services. Mm-hmm. I think you have led mm-hmm. bilingual services. Mm-hmm. What has been your experience? How have you thought through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I want to be able to... I, I want the Word of God to dwell in as richly as we sing. Yes. And so with that being my main focus, I want songs that are easy to sing in both languages. Mm. So... There are certain songs that, depending on the translation, the metric may not fall in the same spots. Yeah. So you hear both songs sung at the same time, and it's like two different songs. Yeah. Like the the rhythms are different, and the inflections are different, and so finding songs that really sound the same and sound like a unified 
yes. uh, like a one thing. Uh, that's that really helps in planning and in in actually doing it in leading people with those kinds of songs. You jumped to something that yeah. we didn't really say about talk about, but if you're going to lead a, a bilingual service, find songs that can be sung in both languages. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just yeah. do, hey, here's a song in yes. Chinese, here's a song in Spanish. Although, backing up for a moment, you could have someone sing in Korean. Mm-hmm. Just, just, yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be better if it's a song that people know. In fact, right. a, a good friend, Walt Alexander, he pastors Sovereign Grace Church in Athens, Tennessee, was just in Korea, serving uh, with Sovereign Grace Church in Seoul. And uh, he was just over there, and he sent me a video mm-hmm. of them singing, I think it was, uh, I think it was the song Mercy's Anew, which is like from a really old Sovereign Grace album. Mm-hmm. But they were all singing in Korean. He was singing it in English, and I could hear his you know, wow. voice because he was recording it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great because they could sing it at the same time. Right. Now, wow. uh, we, we were talking about this earlier. I wouldn't advise doing that on mics from the front. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. It's okay if it happens in the congregation. Yes. But if you don't do it on two mics... It's you confusing. Know. Yeah. Yes. So you led in context. Yeah. So here in, in town, there's Churchill Downs, and Churchill Downs Almost has... Kentucky Derby. Yes. Has a chapel uh, for the people who work there, and they're all Hispanic. And so different churches around town come and bring a meal... And then there's a time of worship and preaching. Mm. So I, I led worship for about a year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. and every Monday night. And so I would have to plan songs, plan scriptures, and I would read the scriptures in English and then in Spanish and do the same with the songs, kind of sing a verse in Spanish, sing the chorus in English, mm-hmm. and just kind of go back and forth. Yeah. And I would usually have someone help me doing always English, kind of like a background vocalist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or sometimes it would just be myself, but... I just want to make sure that everyone who's here, whether you speak English or you speak Spanish, we can sing these truths together and yeah. we can be affected yeah. by them at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really great. And you don't have to speak the other language right. to, to, to lead a bilingual song. You can lead the part in English and then have someone else yeah. lead the part in the, in the other language. Mm-hmm. I found it helpful to, you know, if you're trying to encourage your church in singing another language, to, to, to go with the easier parts of the song. So pick a chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, santo, solo, tu eres santo. You know, that's, um, he is our God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty easy to catch on to. Yeah. yeah. So they can sing it out. They know what they're singing. If you're trying to do those verses yeah. uh, in Spanish, it's a little more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Although you could, you could do one. So, you know, space it out Mm -hmm. in the song so that when you sing the Spanish or the other language, everybody can kind of jump in after a few times. That's very helpful. And and then maybe end with the English so that they're, okay, I know what this says. But just be thinking, how are people going to be... Uh, impacted by mm-hmm. this, yes. you know, will, will they just be sitting there, you know, listening and 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 even that can be a moving experience, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. you as you consider that God speaks other languages. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, there is something about taking a step to enter in. Here's another uh, reason for why this can be so important: is you know, as an English speaker in English churches all my life, I rarely get to 
be in a situation where I'm having to sing another language. So yeah. as I've, I've been in Mexico in the DR, you know, I know what it feels like now mm. yeah. to be in a context where, you know, someone's up on the front, in the front, you know, talking to everybody, cracking a joke. Everybody laughs. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you, you just feel so dependent. Mm. Yeah. And I want to make those people feel like, you know what? Right. You're welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I was just gonna say that like I I've never led uh, a bilingual you know song we can we can change that <laughs> I would love to um, and so I I felt I had that experience too when we had this worship matters intensive mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago we had uh, a guy come right. who led us in yes, Spanish um, a couple of songs he wrote himself as well yeah oh is that right yeah. First song, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it was really, that. it was so encouraging for me to be there. But so he did three songs. So uh, the first song I was just like, this is so awesome. I love being here. The second song I was like, I, I want to jump in. Mm. I want to participate. Mm. But I don't know how. Mm. And so I, I felt that disconnect. Mm. Um, by the third song, it was a song that everyone in the room knew, and you, it just changed. You down. Yeah. So it just changed where I thought. Oh, I can jump into this. So the yes. familiarity thing is is actually very, very mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. Not that it has it has to be like we're saying, but it does help me engage. Yeah. You know, I can I can yes. step in and go. I know this song. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the the again the edification point is just uh, what is going to not only display the diversity, mm-hmm. what is actually going to encourage people. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a I mean your illustration of what we went, we went through in the intensive. Is I think so helpful because you were on this side, you're on the other side mm-hmm. of wow, how, how how do I get into this? Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool, it's cool, but yeah. So when you have a town where half the population is Spanish speaking, yes, I would say, John, yes, take intentional steps toward this. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the ways we've been describing, right, and. And talk to you know anybody in mm-hmm. your community in your mm-hmm. church. I mean, I would use members. I'd want to use members yeah. um, to to start having times in the meeting. If you don't have yeah. someone musical, it's okay. Yeah. Have someone read a scripture. Have yeah. someone share a testimony. Um, but I think over time, the Lord will bring the right people, and yeah. and you'll be able to do this. Bob, question: What if you are a a guy who leads the songs on Sunday mornings, and you want to grow in this area, but you don't have a context to grow in this area? Like there aren't people in your church that speak Chinese or speak mm. uh, Spanish, mm. but you feel that in your heart. I want to grow in this. I want to learn. What could you do? Like where could you go to be exposed to something like this? It depends on your community, partly. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I think you could just hang out in places where there are people who aren't like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even in Louisville, we have sections of town. So that diverse. It's just very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it came from you know, the D.C. area, which was massively diverse. Mm-hmm. And it's not a problem just to put yourself in a situation that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know, I know just a tiny bit of Spanish, but I know how helpless I can feel when I'm in a situation where everybody knows the language <laughs> and I don't. And 
just to put yourself in that context can be so helpful. Um, You know, I think in terms of the actual meeting, I I might put out a call to the church. You know, does anybody speak another language? Mm. Yeah. You know, it may not Mm. be that that's your ethnicity, your nationality, whatever, Uh, but can we experience some more of this Mm. uh, in, in, in a small way in our little town? Fabrice, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think that's excellent what you just said. I think you just need to find a context where you can do that. There's people everywhere. I mean, especially here in the United States. Yes. If you're in a different country, it's yeah. probably a little bit harder. Like right. if I'm in Mexico, I'm not going to find Germans and Italians and Greeks. Mm. It's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah. But <laughs> but here, since it's the melting pot of cultures, it's yeah. it's very easy to go to another neighborhood or another part of town where there's just other communities that you didn't even know were there. Uh, and mm. yeah, the Lord can work great things in, in those contexts. Do you think that, like, you know, we talk about English, mm-hmm. you know, all the time, like a church in Germany, we have yep. a church that we're connected to in Germany. Mm-hmm. Would would it be helpful, wise for them to include other nationalities as well? And Europe, it, it's it's more diverse yes. mm-hmm. in general. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me answer my own question. Yes, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, we all are. High. Yeah, we're in full agreement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just depends on who's th- who's there. Yeah, because again, bringing it back to Mexico or or most Latin American countries, really, you won't find a lot of diversity. It's more homogenous. It's more homogenous. Yeah. So most people just speak Spanish, and that's that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, there's very little. There's indigenous communities. That's a bit different. Yeah. Uh, and there are people working in those contexts as well. But so dialects or totally- dialects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or completely different languages. Uh, completely different languages, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. D- different different languages, different yeah. cultures. They're much more isolated. Yes. Not as integrated right. as they are here in the United States. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're in a place where there's there's other peoples, reach out. I mean, it's just more opportunities for the gospel to go forth. It, yeah. And it seems, as, as we're talking, it, it, I'm being affected. It just, it just seems so in line with... You know the the word to the words to the prophets how Jesus you know is is going to be a light for the nations mm. and we need to be constantly reminded of that we're always looking inward we're right. so you know it's so it's about us and about our culture and yeah. right. English speakers are guilty of this mm-hmm. Spanish speakers oh, are guilty every every yeah. language yeah. Mm-hmm. we think well you know God must be like us and right. we don't want to do much to uh, change things, and yeah. Yeah. so we, we just be happy the way yeah. we are. But it's it's worth yeah. pursuing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wanted to say, going back a little bit as a shameless plug, if you want songs that can work for a bilingual service, look in our website. Okay, because we have <laughs> shameless plug our English songs. A lot of them are translated to Spanish already. Mm. Yeah, and, and other and, languages. And other languages, yeah. right? And so. We try to make a really big effort in having translations that are singable yes. at the same time. Yes. So you yes. can you can come to a bilingual service and, and you can sing both songs, mm. uh, or the one song in the two languages, and it'd be seamless and not distracting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful that you mentioned that. I mean, uh, Fabrizio and I think a, a, maybe six other guys. Team of translators. A team of translators. Yeah. All of you guys are working so hard to translate songs and then eventually do more writing songs yep. uh, that are serving churches that aren't mm, in our mm, context. Mm, mm. And, and let me say, our eventual goal, our desire would be to see people in those languages writing original songs. Yes. Yep. Um, we, it's, it's nice that we have this, you know, 
massive catalog of songs that we know work well in English context. Hey, let's translate them. I mean, others have done that as well, and it's um, it's great. But it's even better when you yeah. write in your heart language. Yeah. When yeah. when we do a translation, you know, we we look for meaning correspondence, mm -hmm. accuracy. We look for um, melodic correspondence, mm -hmm. and then we look for cultural correspondence. That's so we're trying to balance all three of those, which is why translating with a team is usually, almost mm -hmm. always, better yeah. than translating with an individual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people send us translations, say, yeah, I did this, and I slaved over it, and, and, and you just say, you know it's what? not this as good be, as it could be. Yeah, this would be... And we've done that. We've yeah. done that with Korean translations. We're doing it with the right Chinese translations right now. Mm -hmm. Just more people going back and looking at it and going, mm. you know what? This could really be better. Could be but stronger. our eventual goal, because yeah. we believe this is, this is what God wants to do, yeah. uh, have people in every language writing songs that enable the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yep. So I, I pray this is an encouragement. John, I pray this answers your question. Um, you know, and if you have any more questions, please feel free to send them in. Yeah. Fabrizio, thanks for being with us. Thank you we'll for having me. try and get me. you back on here again so sometime. Fun. And uh, thank you all for joining us. It's been, it's been great. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.